any tips on socializing with a dog that is very dominant and overexcited? So Kayla, there's a lot of variables. I'm not trying to escape the answer here. There's so many variables. I don't know your skill set. I don't know the dog. I don't know the other people's that you're working with skill set. You can totally fuck it up and it can end up in a dog fight. All we know is we eliminate the arousal. We started on a leash. We get around balanced dogs and we, we work on the dog existing around other dogs and not interacting necessarily. So think about it from that existence first, and then we see where we, where we go from there. But there's so many variables because so many people are doing it. They're making it worse by using high pitched voices and, you know, and, and, and trying to get the dogs to be best friends. So, so you got to be super careful next. Hey everybody, how are you? <clears throat> hey everybody. Should I sit there? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Sorry guys. <laughs> interesting, interesting lighting today. So Yeah. I know. Hey everybody, we're we're in Deland, Florida. We're at a rental house and we got we're in the dining room. <laughs> we got like lighting it. just bouncing down in our head. So it's interesting. Can you hear the volume though? There's all the equipment working. Um, um so uh welcome to the show. You're trying to get in there? Yeah. All right. Welcome to the show. If you're brand new to my world, my name is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. Hey, uh, Melissa, how are you? And um, uh, I do this show three times a week. Tonight, we might only do an hour show. Um, we're, we're exhausted. We've been getting up at four o'clock in the morning. We're working late at night. And um, it's been, we did a seminar today down in Florida. We got another one tomorrow, same seminar. Um, so we're pretty, pretty tired. But let's get through to as many questions as we can in the time allotted. You're brand new to my show. Um, what you want to do is uh, check us out on solidcaninetraining.com. Check out our Instagram, our Facebook. Obviously, you're on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel and turn on your notifications so you get notified um, of um, uploads that we're doing. Also, don't forget there's a top chat, super chat button, which it says show your support for Solid Canine Training. If you appreciate all the um, content that we create for free. It's something that YouTube has put out there for young creators or just new creators or just creators in general like ourselves to show us the support. Plus your question goes up to the top. A lot of the questions that I answer today are going to be based on fixing unwanted behaviors. The only way to fix an unwanted behavior is through properly applied punishers. That's just the way it is. You can't reward a dog out of a bad behavior. It's not going to happen. It sounds all pretty and good, but it won't happen. Punishment is not, I'm mad, I'm angry, I'm upset with you. It's just a matter of fact, you can't do that. You have to figure out what's intolerable to your dog, and that's how you apply it. Joelle's going to ask the questions. I will give the answers. Here we go. Alrighty, Abigail Smith. Hi, Jeff, Linda, and Joelle. Just wanted to say that I fucking love you guys. As always, I appreciate all you do for us, and I think so highly of your work. Have a nice show. Abigail, thank you so much. Linda, I'll, I'll pass on the message. She's back in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, Bitless Equestrian. Hello. I always love watching you guys. I was wondering if you'll ever do a seminar in Hawaii. Hint, hint. There aren't very many good trainers and I would love to see you. Please, please come. So Bitless Equestrian, I've been, I've done a seminar, seminar in Maui before. Um, I probably will do another one in Hawaii, probably in 2020. So we're already starting the 2020 schedule. We're actually talking about Australia, north of Brisbane, it looks like we might have secured a location. I'm just book solid for 2019. So next. Uh, Melissa says, hi, Jeff and Joelle. Hey, hey Melissa. how are you? Bitless Equestrian. Love your videos so much. Um, who said that? Bitless Equestrian. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for consuming the content. Um, man, you guys are doing all the hard work, so I really appreciate it. 
Josue. Hi, guys. Hello, Josue. Hey, Josue. Sebastian, tips on teaching a service dog to stay in a long down while at restaurant slash appointment. So it's a service dog in training for full clarification, correct? So let me just call you on your shit. Um, just because if it's a service dog, it should be able to hold it down, stay during a hurricane, theoretically. It's exaggerating a little bit, but it should have a good, it should have a good, good public access training. So what you want to do is is watch my videos on how to do a downstay. And then you have to teach it duration, distraction, and excuse me, distance. Um, the way you do that is through correcting the dog for breaking it down, but you only do that with a dog that knows the obedience command. So I don't know how far this dog is, the, this dog is far, how long it is in its training. Um, once the dog knows the basic commands and you've done it hundreds of times, now it's start, starting to, to put in a punisher for the lack of doing the command or for breaking the command. Um, service dogs, you know, really, I mean, a lot of the dogs that we train are, they're not service dogs. They at least have the public access training of a service dog. So a long downstay, you'd get that through. You would say no, and then you would apply a punisher. When, when it, however, you whatever tools you have, you can do a leash with a prong collar pop. You can do a remote collar stim. If you just keep saying no and putting your dog back, you're just going to have a dog that's probably stuck in kindergarten for a while. There's never any incentive to stay down there. Unfortunately, no matter how big the reward is, something's always going to be um, better than the reward. But a punisher... Yes, the dog's staying there because it's not supposed to. It's like, oh, geez, I better not break command because there's a consequence. Next. Calvin, dog wearing prong redirects on closest thing in sight when I gently press down on the leash for him to go down while using a low-level remote stim. How do I stop him from biting shoe? So muzzle up the dog, work the dog through it, try it on a slip lead and a food lure. So do slip lead and food lure first. Try to shape that behavior Switch to a prong if you want to sh- to, a, to a prong. That's just revealing the dog. The dog's just revealing itself. So if people think, oh, it's because prong cowers make dogs aggressive. No, they don't. The fact that you want the dog to do something and it doesn't want to do it, it's objecting. How do dogs object? They object with their mouth. I've seen dogs do that on slip leads, martingales, um, uh, flat buckle cowers. I've seen dogs do that with every tool out there. Next. Enlightened canine perspective. Jeff, how long before I need to turn in my vaccination records for the seminar in Providence? You can bring them there that day. Next. Heather. Hey, Jeff. Do you recommend using a healing stick for a dog that keeps forging ahead no matter how many times e-collar corrections are given? Um, yeah. I, I don't use healing sticks. I'm not – I'm not – I don't know how to use a healing stick. It's not. It can't be that difficult, but absolutely. If a healing stick makes your life better, use one. But I would also say is I don't know how you trained remote cower heal. So I don't know how you train remote cower heel. So what you want to do is you want to possibly up your remote cower training game. But if a healing stick makes your life better, use the combination of the healing stick and the remote cower. Um, Laura, hi, guys. How's Florida treating you? Good news. My green card was approved on Wednesday. So looking forward for, to Vegas. Awesome. Woo-hoo! Cool. We'll see you in Vegas. That'll be a good celebration. Kaylee J just bought my ticket for the Wisconsin seminar the other day. So excited for it and excited to meet you guys. Oh, wow. And that's great. And people, if you're, if you're brand new to my world, it's jeffgelmanseminars.com, jeffgelmanseminars.com. I tour the world doing dog training seminars. Like I said, we've got 20 scheduled for 2019. Next. Um, Josue finally got my shirt and coffee mug today. Nice. I awesome. saw it. Nice picture. Nice. Really? He DM'd us. Oh, I didn't see it, did I? I was on social all day. Lisa, thanks for free training videos. Appreciate all you do. It has helped me immensely. Awesome. That's really, really great. We like helping people. I'm glad that you're consuming the content. 
Christina, my 11-month-old dog's hips feel shifty when I use two fingers to get him to sit. Vet says his hips seem fine, and I understand younger dogs have looser joints. Is this normal in your experience? I don't know anything about medical. I would get a second opinion, and I think x-rays would probably tell you the real. I have no idea. Next. Uh, Gratsby, my golden rescue loves people and attention, but values her personal space. What is the protocol for a dog that sometimes snaps at kids and new people that smother her or a pet in spots she doesn't okay. like? I would like to make progress to eventually not need to supervise her interactions with kids and strangers. Then you're being foolish. I would never allow a child to interact with my dog unsupervised. Ever. Ever. What happens if? What happens if children, I mean, adults can do anything. A child, that's a great way to have a dog bite somebody. Also, your dog doesn't like it. Your dog doesn't like it. So what I would say is, is the last thing that your dog wants is to have all that pressure put on it. So number one, your dog doesn't like it. Number two, you want your dog to be unsupervised. That's a recipe for a bite. So I won't tell you how to do it because you shouldn't do it. Next. Uh, Top chat. Nice. Oh, top chat. 499. Grant, thank you for pre- for practicing positive habits. How many days, hours of e-cower conditioning before working e-cower heal with a highly reactive dog? All depends on the dog and how well it responds to it. So it's not about days or hours. It's like the dog might take to it like within a day, two days. Master the remote cower heal prior to introducing it to other dogs or walking by other dogs so it doesn't, um, so it, so it wins a little bit more. So it wins, wins a little bit more. Next. Uh, but, oh, wait, hold on. Carlos, when are you coming to Las Vegas? Um, in September, jeffgelmanseminars.com. I forgot the exact dates, It's but it's 27th and 28th, maybe. 26th, 27th? Yeah, I forgot. I, I forgot. One of those. Yes. Uh, Bitless Equestrian says, yay, yay, yay about Hawaii. Nice. Um, Gratsby, um, like, oh, I already read that. Lou. Wondering if a dog that has a bite history could ever be considered safe. Will desensitizing to bite triggers end the bite reaction forever? Or is it something that will happen again at any time? You'll only know when the dog dies and you go backwards. And I'm being serious. Anybody that can guarantee a dog will never bite again should get out of dog training and get into the stock market or Las Vegas. I don't know how we can ever. There's way too many variables in life. Now, I own dogs that have, so particularly Mac, well, actually, um, Ronan is dead. Ronan died a couple months ago. For the first two years of his life, he bit everything. For the last seven years, he didn't bite at all. Mac is a face biter, dog fighter, hasn't done it since I've had him. It's been six years, but I'm not doing foolish things with them. I'm not doing foolish things with them. So it all depends on what's going on in that dog's life. The skill set of the human that owns them, the, the 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 what situations you put the dog in, they're dogs. They're dogs. So it's like, I don't lose my cool. Fuck with my wife. Fuck with my kids. Fuck with my staff. I'm a different person. Right? But my nature is very calm. I mean, I'm intense with my show, but as far as like calm, I'm pretty much calm and I'm an intense worker and I've got intense ideas, but I'm not a violent human being. But can I be? Oh, beyond belief, you don't want to see it. Because why? Because I'm old school when it comes to family. And I don't want anybody picking on my staff. So for us to think that a dog will always be safe, I have no idea. I have no idea. Next. Uh, Bitless Equestrian says, I can't wait. Nice. 
Grant Noble, how do you know how much to pay employees and how much to keep for business? 40% of revenue? No, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way at all. Grant, I can't, I'm not going to tell you how to run your business. It's like your, your business, that's, not a, that's probably not a good business model, though, because your expenses might be way higher than that. You pay, you, you pay your employees what a fair wage is, and they can be on a graduating, they can be on a graduating path. It also depends on what their job is. Also depends on are they contributing to our, towards more revenue towards your so kettle staff won't make as much as dog trainers will historically. Um, can somebody do a one on one? Can somebody do a go home? Can somebody fully train a dog? Um, or do they always need somebody else? There's all depends on the person's skill set. But working on a percentage, unless you're a, you know some of these franchises, which is fine, they split it 50-50, That's one thing. But then maybe it's like after expenses. So we, we run our business like a regular corporation. We're a corporation. We have payroll expense, but we've got a lot of other expenses. Next. Uh, Christina says she switched to using the palm of her hand, but seems less effective. I'm trying to get the dog to sit. Instead of like two feet. Oh, 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 oh. Just use, pressure, just use leash pressure to food lure. Next. Um, enlightened canine perspective. The seminar starts at nine. What? Time would I be able to come in to set up my dog's crate before bringing him in? 8 30. 8.15, 8.30. Nice. Equestrian, you should do one in Honolulu or Kauai. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I'll probably do one. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the big island. Yep. I mean, I did one on Maui. We'll see. Next. Maui's cool. Yep. Uh, Paraz. Hi, Jeff. I get the best results from training my GSD with toys as he has high drive. Any drawbacks to this? Thanks. Also, any details on the seminar in Chicago? Yeah, it's the sh- seminar in Chicago is, guys, jeffgelmanseminars.com. jeffgelmanseminars.com. Go to upcoming seminars. There's 20 of them there. Click on the seminar that you're interested in. It'll tell you how much it is, what the dates, what the location, what the address is, and what's covered. It'll tell you it'll tell everything. As far as training the dog with toys, that's fine, but... Can you call your dog off of a deer with a toy? Some people can, but can you? Will your dog spin around and stop chasing a deer because it wants that toy so bad? So I would encourage people, especially with a working breed like that, to also, is it off-leash trained? I mean, there's all kinds of different levels of dog training, all kinds of different levels of dog training. Um, But for us, it's hard for us to do repetitions for family pet dogs with toys. Also, some dogs don't have toy drive. Next. Sebastian, yep, service dog and training. Okay, awesome. So just follow my follow my protocols. Next. Uh, Bo Boatner, what percentage of dog trainers would you guess is qualified to rehab dangerous dog aggression? Single digits. Single digits. I would say 90% of dog trainers don't do behavior mod. That leaves us with 10%. The other 10% does behavior mod. And very, probably 1% of dog trainers work with serious aggression, not reactivity, aggression, intent to harm. It's a very small, it's a very small percentage that do it. So, you know, but you can make a really good living as a dog trainer, never touching an aggressive dog. Top chat. Top chat, $10. Brady. Canine. Oh, hey, Canine Gunner, how are you? Hey, guys. So we may be coming to the New Jersey seminar, trying to work out our schedule here. Keep up the amazing work, guys. Cheers. That'd be awesome. It'd be great to see you there. Next. He also said we are drinking some whiskey oh. and listening to y'all. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Nice. Whiskey and my show, I guess, go hand in hand. Next. <laughs> Laura, 
took boss to the bar with me and he did great was way calmer around new people and made my friends pit look like a total lunatic thank you both for all you do awesome good job laura <laughs> good job carlos when are you coming to vegas we already answered that yep super mom needs caffeine Ooh, I like that name. Yep. Unexpected fireworks went off while out with my dog, and it really scared her. Yeah. That happened to me tonight. Now she freaks out whenever she hears fireworks or thunderstorms. How can I help her get over her fear of loud noises? So what you're going to do is you're going you're gonna, to – that's challenging, especially sudden ones. Sudden ones. Dogs do freak out. So what you're going to do is the way we get – thunderstorms can be challenging because there's the barometric pressure. It's hard to duplicate that. Fireworks you can usually duplicate with soundtracks, but you can get soundtracks of – Get soundtracks of music, get soundtracks of music, get soundtracks of sounds that your dog is frightened of, or just get a bunch of different sounds in general. What we do is we put dogs in a down, we put dogs in place, we play the music, and we work them through it. So it's called flooding, but with guidance, meaning you're not just saying, good luck, dog, hopefully you'll do fine. It's like, we're telling you what to do, hold command. And then the dog processes it, processes it, processes it. Next. Another top chat. Um, right there. That one. Mm-hmm. One winding a crate, place with duration, leash activity with dogs are just a few things you're you're content. Specifically, will this show has helped me? By pity pop, I just want to say thank you. One, I'm glad that you're getting help, but those are some challenging things, man. Those are some challenging things. Leash reactivity is hard. Crate behavior is hard for a lot of owners because a lot of the things you you're supposed to do go against go against what people think to do. Next. Horse lover Pinky. Hi, my dog whines whenever she has to stand next to me and wait while on a leash. Any tips on stopping her whining and helping her be more patient? Yeah, it's not about being patient. It's about being calm. So what I want you to do is you correct that. Whining is a choice. So dogs whine by choice. So they make a choice to whine. So you have to make that option sort of suck. That's what you do. And how do you do that? Leash pop, remote collar correction. A lot of it just also could be anticipatory behavior as well. Next. Kalo, the French Bulldog. Tips on socializing dog with lack of socialization. Tips on getting dog to focus one and training with other dogs around. Okay, so two different things. So number one, you get the dog to focus with no other dogs around. So you can do focused exercises, food protocols, clicker protocols to get focus. As far as getting the dog socialized with other dogs, there's a lot of variables. You need to find dog parks aren't socialization. Hanging out with your next door neighbor or meeting dogs on a leash is not socialization. So what you need to do is you need to find a experienced person that works on socialization. And the, the factors are your dog, you as a human, the other dog, the other humans. There's a lot of variables with that. We work on existence first, um, meaning can you be around other dogs without exploding? They don't need to be best friends. They need to migrate around each other. But a lot of it has to do with the other dogs as well. And your skill set. There's a lot of variables, but you want to look for somebody that does socialization, not play, but socialization. Next. Holly, uh, howdy, Jeff and Joelle on the road back from Mexico. Wish y'all safe and exciting travels. Are you picking up the new RV soon? Um, it's yeah. I can't get down to New Orleans. It actually hasn't been driven down there, shipped down there because it's stuck in the storm. Um, it's in Elkhart, Indiana. It's come off the line. I probably should get some pictures soon. I probably request pictures now, actually, of it finished. They just It just came out of the paint booth. Um, I can't get down to New Orleans to pick it up until the end of February, beginning of March. So that's when I'll be going down there next. Michelle, hey, Jeff and Joelle. Hope Florida is awesome. Florida has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, the war- weather is warm. Rained a little bit today. We're pretty much just working. Yeah. It's, it's been nonstop, man. It's been midnight till 4 a.m. is when we sleep. Um, and then it's just nonstop all day long. And we'll be back tomorrow night at midnight. Yep. 
Back in Providence. Um, Calvin, I've tried to use a food lure with the dog. He would lunge. I've started using foot on leash to make dog go down. I will work the dog through it. How should I punish the dog for redirecting? Been using an e-collar on a high correction. Okay. Well, first of all, definitely don't want to use food to redirect. Guys, this concept of using food to redirect a leash reactive dog doesn't work. It just doesn't work. I have yet to meet a dog that is more interested in food than lunging at another dog. So as far as if it redirects on you, you're catching it too late. So you muzzle up the dog. The reason is the energy is going outward. You stop it. The energy turns around and nails you in the leg, nails you in the stomach, nails you in the arm. Happens all the time. So what we want to do is we want to start learning about arousal in dogs. You, you, what you do is we use bonkers. We didn't have a fucking bonker with us. We left at the yeah. We left. We left at the seminar. Um, you want to, you want to stop, get a bonker. I've got videos on bonkers. I don't have it here because we're it's at the seminar. I usually have one on my desk at home. Um, you say is what you do is as soon as you start the walk, you would say, no, bonk the dog. And what you're doing is you're eliminating arousal. Watch my video on how to make a bonker and how to use a bonker. Is that a new top, top chat? I think so. Nope. Next. No. Yeah. Uh, focus canine training. Hey, J and J. This is Janelle's, Janelle Tyler's account. You really helped me. No, I can really pursue my passion. Thanks for your knowledge. I will have my facility in about seven months. You're my mentor, and I never met you. Oh, wow. Focus Kid and Training. Yeah, I've got a lot of mentors that are actually even dead. So I do a ton of audiobooks. So you can have a circle of mentors that aren't even alive. So imagine a table of people that you that are experts in their craft or they're motivating to you. They can be in your ears every day with, with audiobooks. Next. Um, Sandra. I'll be getting an e-collar soon. Is it better to correct my dog actually touching the fence or just getting too close to the fence? She tried to jump six-foot fence to chase a squirrel. Sandra, the first time you do it, I want it on 100, number one, and I want it to wait until the dog commits to it. Don't like, don't catch the dog like, you know, midair because it'll probably keep jumping. Um, keep a long line on the dog because you don't know what the dog is going to do. So if I had a fence jumper, I would make it suck to jump the fence, and then I would make it suck to run over to the fence. Next. Focus Canine Training says, we'll be getting a Skype session soon. Thanks again. Awesome. See you soon. Ayers Legends, best of reader knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, Christina, get x-rays done. You can give your pup collagen and vitamin C to tighten up the laxity. Got it. Uh, Jay Wynn, whining dog when she when guests come over or when I get home, what can I work on or do? Um, well, with a whining dog, whining is a choice. Again, it's excitement. It's anticipation. It's energy issues. The dog is aroused. So... The way you stop whining is you would have to apply a punisher, which, again, people are like, no, it's whining. It's like, yeah, but it's it's annoying. Whining is annoying. So what you do with whining is you got to figure out a way to how to stop the whining. Have a remote collar on the dog. It'll make your life easier. You can always go up to the crate, say no, and hit the top of the crate. You know, a lot of people say, oh, don't do that. It'll make it worse. We don't, we don't see it make it worse. We just see the problems fixed. Next. Um, this name is in another language. He says, man, staying up till 3 a.m. to watch your lives will take its toll on me. I ordered the mini educator last week. Thank you for everything. Awesome. So is it in Israel, we're what? Four, we're seven hours ahead in Israel. So if that's where you're, if that's where you're contacting us from, welcome to the, welcome, man. You should see my, all, my, all my fans in Scotland and Ireland and France and, and, and Russia. Man, they're all up at 3 a.m. So join the club. Join the club. Next. Sebastian, should I reward my dog when he's in a down stay? Like if he's been laying for two minutes, I reward or just punish when he gets up? You can absolutely reward. Absolutely reward. But if the dog gets too aroused, you got to stop. 
you got to stop the rewarding because it gets too aroused and then it breaks. So more reward doesn't mean longer duration necessarily. Read the dog. Read the dog. Next. Dana, love, love, love the session today. I'm so passionate about dog training and was even more today, if that's even possible. So looking forward to tomorrow. Madly in love. Make it suck. <laughs> that's like such a contradiction. Madly so, in love. So make Dana, it suck. You took the two big takeaways from the seminar today. That's awesome. It was great to have you there. We'll see you tomorrow. Holding on dog training. Okay. Enjoying the Florida seminar this weekend. Totally the best learning experience to date. Highly recommend everyone to go to one of Jeff's seminars. Can't wait for tomorrow. What yeah. Tomorrow, brings. tomorrow should be interesting. It's going to be a good day. Yeah, it's going to be a good day. We need to accomplish a lot tomorrow. Yeah. Nice. Kalo, the French Bulldog. Any tips on socializing with a dog that is very dominant and overexcited? So, Kalo, there's a lot of variables. I'm not trying to escape the answer here. There's so many variables. I don't know your skill set. I don't know the dog. I don't know the other people's that you're working with skill set. You can totally fuck it up and it can end up in a dog fight. All we know is we eliminate the arousal. We started on a leash. We get around balanced dogs and we, we work on the dog existing around other dogs and not interacting necessarily. So think about it from that existence first. And then we see where we, where we go from there. But there's so many variables because so many people are doing it. They're making it worse by using high-pitched voices and, you know, and, and, and trying to get the dogs to be best friends. So, so you got to be super careful. Next. Kayla, the French Bulldog. I just read that one. Yep. Sorry. Steven, last night on a walk with my Bulldog, Coonhound Mix, about eight deer walked across the road in front wow. of us. She was walking heel with a dragging leash. When we saw the deer, I stopped, started to make a desperate grab a desperate grab for the leash she looked up at me and sat down without any prompting from wow. me thank you for teaching me the knowledge skills and attitude to have a well-trained dog you guys rock damn your yeah, dog's not going impressive. after deer Shit. Fuck. good for you steven someone's doing the hard work someone's doing the hard work mm-hmm. yep. rachel my leash reactive dog no longer growls or lunges at other dog but she still stares with her hackles up working level e-collar correction has no effect as behavior warrant a high level shock rachel Rachel, Uh what do you think the answer is? Working level is the the working level when the dog is aroused isn't the working level anymore. Your working level number one goes up. So your baseline level goes up and you're below that most likely because the dog got aroused. It's not necessarily a high level shock. It's the right level. What's the right level? Figure it out. But yeah, you need to stop that. You need to punish that arousal. But your gut told you to do that anyway, right? Your gut told you to do that. Let's start going with our instincts on some uncertain things. So if I'm whispering to you and you don't hear me, but I keep whispering to you, like now, and it's like, that's not communication. That's not communication. Next. Uh, the Pichu or just Pichu as per That's our right, last it's, show. It's, it's, it's just Pichu. Pichu. It's not the... Hi. Good night. Good night, oh, Pichu. That was quick. Good night. Right. Just to drop in. Jericho, I love you, Jeff. Jericho, I love you too as well. Thank you. Didi. Hi, Jeff. What is the idea weight for a five-year-old GSD that is spayed? I have no idea. <laughs> What's the size of the dog? I don't know. I mean, my dogs are, I mean... I've got German Shepherds that are around 68 or 70 pounds, but they can easily be 90 pounds. So, and then a lot of these dogs that are 100 pounds can easily be 80 pounds. 
All depends on the size of the dog. I don't go by by weight. I go by looks. How does the dog look? How does the dog look? So take a look at my dogs. They're super thin. A lot of people would be uncomfortable with their dogs that thin. But, you know, if I feed them anymore, they just shit it out. They're, they're at the proper weight. They're at the proper weight. Next. Laura, question about the seminars. Do we have to bring our own crates? I have a GSC, so obviously it's a pretty massive crate to bring with us. Yeah, but we have a lot of dogs there, and they all bring their own crates. GSDs, Mastiffs. You don't have to bring – the dog's not having a vacation in the damn crate. It's going in there. German Shepherds can fit into some pretty small crates. So you probably just need a, a, an extra large crate. But, yes, the do, every, every dog needs a, a crate because we can't have dogs out of crates until the second day. I mean, the first day you bring them out one at a time, but it's a, it becomes a safety issue. Next. Carrie, GSC lover, thank you so much. Not only are you teaching me about my dog, but you've been teaching me how to be a better person, to love instead of judge and not jump to conclusions, to educate myself. Carrie? Some big takeaways. Thank you so much. I'm I'm, I'm glad you're on this wonderful journey of self-improvement. Awesome. Carrie, GSC lover. Joelle, you are an inspiration as well. Love you all. Nice. Oh, thanks, Carrie. DD says, please, when are you coming to Montana? Nothing's scheduled. Not in 2019, but. All right. We've got three new locations. We've got three new locations. (laughs) Um. Names in a different language, but they say greetings from Russia with love. Okay, let me see if I can do this. Come on, you can you can pronounce that? No. Uh uh Dopradem? Uh, Dopradem? I probably totally <laughs> I probably destroyed the language right there, but that's the best I can do today. A for effort. Yep. Pichu. Oh, so you didn't hop off. You're still right, here. Right. All right, all right. While working on place duration, what is the acceptable what is acceptable for the dog to do? If it doesn't leave the spot, can he sit? Mine tends to fall asleep. I guess that is okay to do. Yeah, I mean, I've had some old videos. I was like, oh, your dog can sit down, stand up. Now we want dogs to go to place and lie down, and they go to sleep. Next. Um, Mary, I have two labs. I've been working with them separately. When I try to walk them together, they carry on. Jumping, surging ahead. What can I do to fix this? So you have to so you have to learn how to apply a punisher. So I would start that the second you go you leave the house or even before you leave the house. Don't leave the house all aroused. Have the have the apply your punisher, apply your punisher right at the um uh the beginning of the walk. So there's a reason why we can walk 10, 15 dogs at a time because they're all calm. Just don't put up with it. So I don't know if you're using any tools, but prong collar dramatically helps. Just don't put up with it. Take charge of your walk. Next. Take charge. Samantha, our pup has fear issues. She has been run up on two separate times while on walks by small off-leash dogs. She also is really not fond of strangers. I tried to work through these issues. She's afraid of outside when working. I've been training through it the best I can. Will this be something you can help me work through at your seminar? Yeah, we'll role play the hell out of it. We'll role play the hell out of it. Next. Shana, can I use the 2.25 prong collar on English bulldog that is 42 pounds and four months old? She's such a good girl, but already they want an e-collar. I'm afraid they'll be buzzing her like a doorbell. Well, don't let her. Don't, don't let her. Don't let the owners buzz her like a doorbell. Interesting term. Show them how to do it properly. You can use a 225, but you're going to need more links. You have to use two collars and probably combine it into one collar. But you absolutely can use a, a shock collar on the dog. But just make sure they, the make sure the owners understand how to use it, especially at that age. So it's all used for probably just creating new behaviors right now. Next. Tunzi podcast. What kind of experience do you need to be a part of your team in Providence? 
Depends what you want to do. I mean, number one, the number one thing you need to do is be nice. Mm-hmm. You have to be a nice person because I can't teach you how to be nice. Um, then you have to be able to work with a team. A lot of people have a hard time working with a team. So if you always worked on your own, made your own decisions, done what you wanted, which doesn't make you a bad, like I wouldn't be well as an I wouldn't do well as an employee. That's not because I want to just yell at people and dictate. It's just like, I don't do well in that environment. I was a great employee all my life, but I think I've got the DNA to do my own thing. If you want to have a dog trainer, be a dog trainer, you need dog training experience. If you want to be a kennel person, you don't have to have dog training experience. If you've had, and you don't have to love dogs. Like we're not looking for cuddlers. We're looking for hard workers. Next. Uh, Sandra says, thank you. You're welcome, Sandra. Paraz. Joelle, just started following you on Instagram. Couldn't tell if you're a dog trainer or fitness personal trainer. You rock. Paraz, I am both. She's both. Thank you. Yes. Um, this name, I'm sorry, I'll never be able to pronounce it. He says, yes. sleep issues for days. Yes. Join the club. Colleen, I have four dogs. Does each need their designated space for place, or can each dog go to a place that is closest? Both. Both. So if you said place and every dog just went to the place that was closest to them, awesome job. If you want to say, that's your place, that's your place, that's your place, sorry, that's your place, that's your place, that's your place, that's your place, good job. To me, if I had four, well, I do have four dogs. If I walk into a room and I say place, as long as they go to place, I really don't care where they go. Pichu, tips to teach a nine-month-old dog to relax in the crate. Usually he pants a lot if I'm not in the room. Letting him on the crate all day with only a few breaks may help. Yeah. So what you're going to do is panting, the dog's not in a down in a, in a full down state then. So for panting, the dog's probably head is up. Teach it how to lie down, like a double down. Not just a down, but like literally a double down. That's all done with remote collar. Next. Robin, hey, thanks for all the help through video and our Skype session. The e-caller has been a huge help with my GSD. Awesome, Robin. Proud of you. Tunzi Podcast. I'm currently going to school to be a certified dog trainer. What experience do we need to be a part of your team in Providence? So becoming a certified dog trainer probably won't help you. Real world experience is what's going to help you. Keep going down your dog training school path, but make sure what you're doing is you're working hands on with lots of dogs with problems. Also, make sure you've got really good human skills. Really good human skills. That's what that's what's so important, which a lot of dog trainers lack. Also, realize when you come out of dog training school, you don't know shit. And that's not disrespectful to you and your learning or the school. But a lot of that is not applicable or works in the real world. And I'm very familiar with about 20 dog training schools. And that doesn't make them bad schools. I'm saying... When you're in the trenches with owners and dogs, stuff changes dramatically. It changes dramatically. So get as much hands-on experience as you can. Jay Wynn, got an e-collar I've been introducing for a week. Do I hold the continuous or tap at a high level for the whining? Both. Try both. Figure out which which one works for you. And I'm serious about that. I'm serious about everything I say. Next. Um, Shana. Shoot. Hold on. Bumped me. Yep. Shana, what would you do about getting a dog to walk outside? She's absolutely fantastic in every other aspect, like the backyard. She's eight months old. But what doesn't walk on the street? So eight months old, 
what I would do is what we always do is make sure the dog knows how to go on a structured walk, even in the backyard, um, which is on grass historically. Now you're putting the dog on cement and there's a lot of environmentals out there. A lot of dogs get nervous. So what do you do? Work her up and down the driveway for starters. If there's no driveway, work her up and down just like, you know, a couple of houses for starters. Next. Steph, with prong and e-collar, our dog has gone from reactive lunging maniac to able to walk and hold place around other dogs. Woo, nice. never. However, now she whines and shakes like a leaf. Should I correct whining? Yeah, so that's all. The, all that whining and shaking is the lack of bad behavior. Look at it that way. All that whining and shaking is the lack of bad behavior. The dog, it doesn't have its usual coping mechanisms to cope with the reactivity. So what does it do? It shakes. We actually ignore shaking. More duration, it will stop. Whining, correct with a remote collar. Top chat. 499 top chat. Grant, dog attacks, dog attacks dogs with little warning whenever pressured by dominant dogs. That's, that's, that's the trigger right there. That's the trigger right there. How would you set this up at your seminar? Contemplating the Vegas seminar. We'd have to make sure that I've got pushy dogs there that would put pressure on your dog. So will I have pushy dogs there? I don't know. I won't have my own. We're flying to Vegas. Yeah, we're flying to Vegas. I won't have my own dogs with me. So girl is a perfect dog for that. So we'd have to figure out how can we get pushy dogs. Your dog would have to be muzzled and we would we would absolutely set it up. There's a lot of stuff we can do, though, prior to that to make sure it's also it works. Next. Small Engine Luca started walking off leash, and my dog got excited by a scurrying rabbit but stayed close to me. Do I reward good decision, punish arousal, or just carry on like it's nothing? Um, you absolutely can tell the dog it did good. But I, I wouldn't have a party. I would just be like, good job. Good job. Yeah. Next. Derek, hey guys, tuning in from Scotland. Cheers for all the content. Hey, I was we were in Glasgow, Glasgow, um, two years ago. Two years ago, I was there. Yeah, I love Scotland. Had a great time in Scotland. Loved it a lot, actually. London, I mean, England was great. Scotland was great. We'll get back. We'll get back. In your wee villages. Yeah, we saw a bunch of wee villages. <laughs> Next, Karen. Playing with eight-month-old retriever, she always mouths gently on our hands while being playful. Even when pup, she raises snout with teeth a force for a second. Like she may get aggressive, but she never does. Please advise. So with an eight-month-old, okay, with an eight-month-old dog, it's possible that you reinforce this, not on purpose, but you haven't stopped it. So that just might be the dog's play style. Now, I let my dogs play differently than I want them to be, like normally. Like I let I play I let my dogs play rough, even with myself, never with anybody else. But what I would do is I would, if you're getting if you're getting the dog to be all aroused and play, and it's like growling, that growling necessarily isn't bad. So if I play rough with my dogs, they growl. They're very audible, but that's different than like aggression. But as far as it being mouthy, meaning if your dog comes up to you, or if you go to pet your dog and the dog uses its mouth on you, all that stuff is a punishable offense. It's all putting you. What do you do? Bonker, which is the towel wrapped up, remote cower. But be careful also about sometimes we're creating these bad behaviors. And we're not respecting our dog's space. So it's a two-way street. It's a two-way street. Next. Colleen says thanks. You're welcome, Colleen. 
Gratsby dog hates being groomed. We've been, we've made progress with touch to paws, but now nails need to be trimmed. If I took her in and suggest a muzzle, would she digress or should I suck it up and trim the nails myself? Um, you can muzzle the dog. That's not going to regress. I mean, most, most groomers should be able to handle challenging dogs. And if it's in a muzzle, they can't get bit historically. You can also do it yourself. And what you can do is you can, it's sometimes it's not pretty. You can start counter conditioning. It depends how bad the dog's nails are. We have dogs that their nails need to be cut like that day. They hate it. It's, it's not fun to watch, but their nails are so damn long that we know it's hurting them. It's hurting them. Next. Um, this keeps bumping me. Yeah. Thank you. I have two friends in Riverside, Rhode Island. Zoya, I might have to plan a trip and say hi. Oh, awesome. Yeah, let me know. I'm traveling a lot between now and the end of the year, but you can always just check it out. Reliable Rodney. Dog wants to chase cats when he decides not to chase. Do I still correct for staring and arousal? No. Some have said it would make him fearful of the cats or make him aggressive towards them. Okay. So Reliable Rodney. The people that gave you the advice have probably never successfully done the protocol. Everyone's got advice for dogs and for owners. Dog wants to chase cats. So the dog wants to chase cats already. So that's the fact. I'm listening to the narrative. So if you correct the dog for whining, is it going to want to, is it going to be afraid of the cats? Well, let's say it is. And that fear keeps your dog from chasing the cat. Who cares? Right? So if my dog chased a cat and the cat gave it a good whack across the face and then my dog became afraid of the cat and didn't chase the cat, looks like it worked. Do I really care if it's afraid of the cat or not? Nope. I don't. I only want my dog not to chase the cat. And if it does it because it's afraid of a consequence from a cat or a human, I really don't care. That's why most of us are not continuously speeding because of the consequence. Next. Lindsay. Hey, guys. Dog sitting a male and was asked to help e-collar train him. Beyond my experience, yeah. recommended your vids and to find trainer with male experience. Yeah. Which e-collar should they use? I've only used a mini educator. Well, mini depends on your skill set. Mini educator can be fine for a lot of males. But, yeah, we, we, I normally I never pick out on breeds. Bulldogs will struggle with hot weather and with swimming, and Malinois are in a different category all by themselves. So Malinois are usually the one that, like, the one breed that I'm like, you need some high level of experience to own a Mal. Um, there's definitely some working dog breeders that they should get a hold of, but males can males can make challenging pet dogs. They can make challenging pet dogs, but yes, a mini educator should be fine. That's Karen K says no growl. I don't know what that's. What's that for, I Karen? Don't Shoot, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, Laura, is it true that dogs sneeze to indicate that to other dogs that they are play fighting? Had never heard that one before. And yesterday, when friend's pit was relentlessly trying to mouth boss, friend noted that he she wasn't sneezing, so didn't think it was playful, but didn't correct at all. So did she read that off a fucking cereal box? Like. I don't know. Every dog fighting dog that I've ever worked with has never sneezed before it. And dogs that don't fight aren't sneezing either. I, I've never heard of the sneeze. Like, I feel like 
Burton does that sometimes. I don't know I if his sneeze. I don't know if his sneeze is an indicator of anything, other than like something's tickling the dog's nose. Yeah, you got you got me on that one. Next, Milligan Valley. Which brand of bark collar have you found is most effective? I'm gonna. I got your email by the way. We're gonna set up our Skype. Um, we're having a lot of good luck with the eCollar Technologies one. The one that, I think they're down to one only, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're having we're having some good luck with that one. Next, um, Jordy, best way to teach heel to a four month old GSD. I've tried by having him heal with food by my side, so he follows, but he tends to jump no matter how low I hold it. So I think when well, you're getting your dog aroused and excited, you're 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 sort of on the competition obedience journey, which is not what I do. That's not what I do. So to me. Four, what is that? A sixteen-week-old dog, sixteen-week-old German Shepherd is probably a good-sized Shepherd. Just put a two-point-two-five millimeter prong collar on the dog and start teaching the dog how to walk properly next to you. So you're doing you're doing a lot of sport dog training. So which is um, which is fine, but if you want a family pet dog, I think just putting a leash and collar on your dog will make your life easier. Next. Um, Michael, great work, Jeff. My GSC was pulling and nothing worked. I fitted her with. A- about a month ago with a prong collar and she does not pull anymore. What about keeper collars that Learberg offer? I, I have no opinion because I've never used one before. So I don't know. I don't know. Next. Um, Laura, it sounded fucking ridiculous to me too. Dog probably just had allergies. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Tiffany says, I've missed you guys. So busy. Tiffany, you're, you've been busy. Tiffany, you've been here. Weren't you here last show? I mean, you might have missed us in between, but it's only three days. We miss, <laughs> we you. miss you too. We miss you too. <laughs> Marnie, cool dog. Cereal book, laughing face. Yeah. Hi, you guys. Hey, Marnie. How are you? That's it right now. That's it right now? Yep. So let's see. We're seeing a lot of dogs today with some. There's some dogs today that we're seeing that I think we should talk about on this too. There's some dogs, one of the, one, a couple of the people I've had to talk to at my seminar this, this weekend have been, sometimes we want what's not practical or can be attainable by the dog. And that's not negative thinking at all, but I've got a good feeling I'm not going to play in the NBA. No matter who my coach is, no matter how many hours of practice I do, I don't think I've got the DNA to play in the NBA, no matter how bad I want it. Most people that want to play in professional sports that are actually really good athletes don't cut it. So it's just becoming, it's called being a realist. That doesn't mean you should quit in junior high or even high school, but I'm 53. I'm not playing in the NBA, nor do I have any interest in it. I think we have to be super careful about sometimes what our dog's capability is and what we want. And sometimes we imagine having a dog that behaves a certain way and can be able to do certain things, but it's not just capable of it, which is not an excuse for bad training or a bad owner. But all dogs have caps. So if you've got a dog that's put multiple bites onto another dog, you're going to have a limited lifestyle most likely because not a lot of, not a lot of people have the skill set for that. So you may not have the budget. You may not be geographically close to somebody that can fix it. So now what do you do? It becomes it becomes challenging. So 
Top chat. Mm-hmm. Peter. Great show. Going to the seminar in October. My wife isn't thrilled with occasional off-color word, but I explained that you do it for effect. So, Peter, like, that's fine. I mean, Peter, does your dog, your dog, does your wife really get offended with the word fuck? Really? Huh. Okay. I mean, Boy, you probably can't go to R-rated movies. Even PG-13 movies. Probably, no, PG-13 movies won't say that, right? I don't know. <laughs> An R-rated movie wouldn't say that, though. So you can't go to a good R-rated movie where they swear. Or go to a comedy show. There's a lot of good Or watch any podcast. Watch a podcast. A lot of people drop F-bombs. A lot of people do. So Honest people. Yeah, I think, tend to swear more. I think, I think it's you got to sort of sift through some of the nonsense. Some people don't like the banter between the two of us. Some people don't like me. I, I remember once I did a post of Angelo. I do post of him all the time. I don't come to this Instagram account to look at Angelo. And I'm like, get the fuck off my Instagram account. It's my Instagram account. I'll do whatever the hell I want to do with my Instagram account. It's like, this is, it's a dictatorship. It's not a democracy. Like, they didn't vote on it. Yeah, it's like, I wouldn't ask you to vote on it. So, you know, I mean, the cool thing is this is in 2019, We've got what? There's probably at least 100,000 podcasts out there. Probably. There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's probably at least 20 dog training ones out there. So, but, you know, what can I tell you? What can I tell you next? Shane, what's your favorite dog breed to train? One that's excited to work. <laughs> yeah. One that's excited to work. Um I don't have a favorite breed. I mean, I like, I guess I worked, I like working drivey dogs. So there we go. I like working a drivey dog. It's, it, I'm not a big, we work a ton of fearful, nervous, anxious dogs, but it's really hard work. And I don't mind working hard, but like that's not my favorite, but we do that a lot. But drivey dogs, I like to work. Next. Tiffany got a new puppy, Ridgeback Pit Mix, I think. And oh. she says, nope, haven't been here in over a week. Oh, wow. Where you been? With her new puppy. Oh. Training it. Oh, got it. Yep. Next. Laura, this is the same guy that says his little girl, a pit bull, is perfect and does no wrong. Tuning him out from now on, LOL. Oh, Laura, that's the one about the sneezing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, next. Next, sorry. Nesta Dog, eight-year-old Munsterlander, is terrified of everything, car door shutting, fireworks, etc. Any advice? Yeah, it's going to be a challenge, but we can get through it. What you need to start doing is, this is how we get dogs off of, out of fear issues. Massive amount. We stop letting them make decisions is what we do. We stop letting dogs make decisions. What we do is we have dogs underneath a lot of it's like total total like structure so lots of structure hold the dog accountable put the dog in uncomfortable situations and give them guidance get them to do a good down in a place and start flooding them with distractions but reinforcing the downer place do fun stuff with your dog um but right now less freedom because the dog can't handle it it makes bad choices. Next. Jordy, he walks on prong already, and I don't intend to do shows with him. I just want him to heal by my side when I do recall. 
You're talking about the dog with the food? I think so. Okay. But so he walks on a prong. Then why are you using food down low? You can market. You can reward and you can reward and then do food. But you just want him to walk ne- walk next to you. So just use leash pressure right now. But it's also 16 weeks old. So have a have have some fun. But I but it's just a pain in the ass to be bending down like that, like teaching your dog how to walk. That's more focused healing stuff. So I'd be careful about doing that. So just do regular leash pressure. Next. Reliable Rodney. When our cat hits the dog, sometimes he gets snappy and vocal instead of scared. He then wants to chase more. I want to trust this dog around cats. He's good sometimes. He's not so good other times. Right, which happens a lot. So so trust the dog around the cat. They're two different species, and a cat is a food source. So we have to be, again, we have to be realistic. What I would do is I would put the dog into avoidance. I would put the dog into avoidance. I would make it suck for the dog to even look at the cat, stare at the cat, anything like that. Because, sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> I might as well sneeze. It's like I'm sneezing. I'm like the sneezing dog. Um, so what I what I would do is we have to stop doing the shows on three hours sleep. Um, <laughs> or just get more sleep. Or just get more sleep, right? It's actually, it's probably the better thing. I'm exhausted. Yes. So what I, what I, what I think is if we put dogs into avoidance. So you make it suck to do all those things with a cat. The dog then goes, oh, I don't even want to look at the cat anymore. Like, we'll take that for now. Next. Nesta dog, I want to be able to help him. I've had numerous trainers and vet wants to give him meds. What's the problem with the dog? I can't remember. So I'm not anti-meds. I'm just really pro-training. So we, we want dogs off of meds when they come to us. How far can we get the dog? I don't know. I don't know how far we can get the dog. Um, so... I forgot your, but I forgot your question, Nesta Dog. So I'm not quite sure what you're struggling with. Eight-year-old, oh, is a skittish dog. Okay. Oh, okay. So the skittish dog, you know, if anything, you can do CBD oil, but I wouldn't do meds yet. I wouldn't do meds yet. I would start like with my protocols. I don't mind. Just watch, watch all my content on, on YouTube. Next. Megan just got a dog in that whines all the time. You take him out of the crate, he whines. You go to pet him, he whines. It's all excitement, but what would Jeff do? I'm doing structure right now and duration training. Pain in the ass. So you have to punish the whining, which a lot of people struggle with. Like, oh, maybe the dog's trying to tell you something. Yeah, he's trying to tell you that he's a pain in the ass. So, you know. In case you didn't know. Does the dog need to go out to the bathroom? Take him out to the bathroom. Does the dog want to play? Do you want to do work right now? So a lot of people will say, oh, exercise the dog. Of course, exercise the dog. So teach the dog lots of obedience. Exercise the dog. Feed the dog proper. Do fun stuff with the dog. Great. I still got a whining dog. Now what do I do? You punish whining. Next. Jeff, six-month-old, fearful and insecure. Best protocols for helping build her up and make her sure of the world she lives in. So same thing. So six, you know, dogs that are under one years old. They go through a lot of different fear stages. You can have a dog that's really confident and then they all they, they fall back down. Have a dog just go with you to a lot of places. Get the dog to exist around a lot of things. Unfortunately, most dogs are sheltered. People don't bring them anywhere because of their behavior. So work on your behavior, take them places, but then the act of taking them places also improves their behavior. So you can do all those things at once, but proper tools is going to help you. Proper tools is going to help you. Next. 
Uh, Tiffany, I've learned more from you than I learned from paying for my trainer's class and having an open mind to the use of all tools, clickers, treats. Thanks. Business is going great. That's great to hear, Tiff. Yeah, thanks a lot. We try to help as much as we can. Thanks. Jamal. Hey, Jamal. Love you guys. Can't wait to see you soon. When are you coming up, Jamal? When are you coming up, Jamal? Just don't just, don't just pop up. Right. <laughs> show me when. Yeah. Well, ideally, when Jamal, ideally you'd get here before the end of February when the next intern comes, just for sleeping arrangements. Yeah. Just to let you know. Sandra, George Carlin said, fuck is nicer than kill. In my book, next. Agreed. Yeah. Laura, Jeff is the Gordon Ramsay of dog training. Loves the F word. Does Gordon Ramsay swear? Uh-huh. Does he really? Oh, yeah. It's a riot. Peter gave a smiling face. Oh, nice. Thanks, Peter. Brady from Canine Gunner Tactical. You guys should come stay at the Canine Gunner Tactical headquarters when you're in New Jersey. Ooh. Well, you can host us for a seminar, too. Ooh. You, you could also do that. Um, we'll be in New Jersey. We'll be in the RV, right? Yeah. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be in the RV. Because we're just going down and back up. Right? Yeah, we're just going down. It's a quick trip for us. I don't know how far you are away from that place, but... I like sleeping right next door to the place so I can just roll out of bed and just go. Next. Wanda. Dog won't quit barking when we are working. He is great to work with. Just won't shut up. Shot collar, bark collar. Take your pick. Make it suck. Make it suck. Next. <laughs> Abigail. Joelle, I know this was shared a while back, but I just watched it today. I wanted to thank you for openly sharing your backstory. I appreciated that. Your kick ass, overcome and conquer. Yeah. Thanks, Abigail. That was nice. I appreciate that. When did you share that? The four-hour podcast? New Year's. New Year's. Yeah. If anybody wants to know more about Joelle's life, the New Year's Eve podcast, which is a four-hour podcast, she she really, really opens up a lot. Yeah. She's really doing – she's doing great. She's doing really, really great. Next. Randy Smith. Jeff, love the show. What did you buy for lunch today for your guests today? Joelle, you look great in the ball cap. Um, We do pizza at the seminars. We got all kinds of snack and we do pizza. I had a um, – they're called Nourish Bowls. <laughs> I had, I had a nourish bowl, which is sort of like greens, and I had chicken. You didn't even eat it all. I'm, yeah, I have been, yeah, I know. Thanks, Randy. This is my um 98% humidity hat. One, any tips for getting Pop to ignore baby talk? He's an eight-month-old pup and gets it off and on walks. Is it just a matter of firmer leash pops or anything we can do at home? Ideally, he'd ignore and maintain heel. Yeah, in a perfect world, he would. In a perfect world, people would fucking shut up, too. So what you've got to do is you have to dummy-proof your dogs. So get your dog to walk properly on a leash next to you. Then what you do is set it up. Get all your friends to baby talk your dog and get your dog to concentrate on heel. And don't allow your dog to get aroused. And you can start yelling at people for making baby talk, but I wouldn't. People are always going to make baby talk at your dog. Next. Debbie, Ruby doing great mastering place and being around dogs. Bottom line, thank you for your videos and all your advice. I have a trainer now, and I guess I'm so glad I did not give up on my girl, Ruby. Debbie, proud of you. Nice. Next. Nathan, any tips to convince my parents to stop saying that prong collars hurt the dog? I just recently got one. Um, No. I can't. I have no tips at all. At all. That's their opinion. If that's what they want to have, fine. What you can do... I don't know if you live with your folks or not, but if you don't say you don't live with your folks, what you can do is write them a letter, send them an email, make a phone call, sit down with them and say, Hey guys, it really bothers me when you, when you say that prong cowers hurt my dog. What I'd like you to do is I'd like you to please stop saying it. If you can't, we can't have a conversation 
or I can't even come over here. So that conversation is off limits. It's called setting up boundaries. If they, if you live with your folks um, and they're saying it again, they can say, well, get the fuck out of our house. It's our house. Fine. They're sort of right. Especially if you're over 18. Um, But I would sit down with your folks and like talk to them about how much that bothers you and that you'd like them to please stop saying that. Next. Shayna, last week I put into effect what you said about having clients pay ahead of time. I already like it. Thanks for the advice. P.S. Are you proud of me? I haven't used any abbreviations tonight. Shayna, were you on the show or was that Linda reading the questions? Oh, my God. Yeah, Shana, I get one word. <laughs> thanks for writing in your questions in clear sentences. Thanks, I'll, give, I'll send you a gold fucking star. <laughs> My God. That was funny, though. Was. I was watching that clip last night. Were I was you? dying. Yeah. Small engine, Luca. And thanks for your help. In 11 weeks since adoption, my Dover what has gone from a wild man with no skills to a young gentleman. Small engine, Luca. I mean... Three months of, of, of you kicking ass is making all the difference. And I'm just glad that I was able to put content out that you can learn from. But again, I can't stress this enough. You're doing all the hard work. It ain't magic. It ain't magic at all. So kudos to you. And thank you for the kind words, though. Um, Shana says props to you both. Double J's. Nice. Thanks. Nathan, I need some help with her behavior around other dogs. When using the prong collar, she ignores it. What is happening? Um, your dog is overly aroused and the prong collar is like you whispering in a rock concert. So switch to a remote collar. Work on your remote collar skills. Next. And uh, Jay Wynn, um, dog is scared shitless on walks. Sees a car, garbage can, strangers, and she starts looking all over the place or freezes. So we get dogs like that in and what we and they can be challenging. Make sure you're using the, the tools that will help empower you and leverage any, any good stuff that's going on. Prong collar will make all the difference. Get your dog into a right state of mind before you go on the walk. You might only be able to go short distances at first. I'm more, I'm more concerned about what's the dog doing and what's the energy like than distance right now. Um, a lot of dogs just need more leadership and guidance. What I mean by that is like, don't let the dog wander. Don't let the dog scan. Um, don't let the dog sniff. It's like, oh, no, just let the dog be the dog. I'm like, your dog is being a dog right now, and it sucks. So you've got a fearful dog. The best thing to do is lots of confidence. I mean, lots of structure. We see confidence go up dramatically. Next. Rob, any advice for my kids to be a more dominant figure rather than a playmate? I don't know how old your kids are. And, you know, I mean, kids usually get, I mean, if you're talking about 18-year-olds, it's like, grow the fuck up. Welcome to the world. But if you're talking about children that are like 12 and under, 10 or under, it's hard. Like they didn't get like they don't look at the family dog as something they should be leading. They look at the family dog as something they should be playing and interacting with. So it's a little bit challenging sometimes. But, you know, if you're you know, I would need way more stuff, way more stuff. But start training your kids to train the dog on obedience. So if you've got a 4-H club, if you've got like a, um, a group class for dogs, you know, you can start to you can start doing that, or find a good a trainer that's really good with kids. So I love working with kids, um, but it's not something you can just, especially dad or mom. Is this a male D- dad saying this? Yeah, Rob. Mm-hmm. So it's not just something you'd be like, hey, stop being a little shit, and you know, 
It doesn't work that way. But getting them to start training the dog or do trick training could be good and fun. Next. Megan, I 100% agree with the Gordon Ramsay comment. All right. Karen, GSD lover, good evening, Jeff and Joelle. My dog has been eating raw for five months and just started whining when I prepare his food. Should I correct for being excited to eat? What type of correction? Hi, Stim. So should you correct? If you want it to stop, yes. The dog's not going to all of a sudden go on a hunger strike. Um, if you're, you're, it's, it's whining and you make it suck. Whining is annoying. I can't stand whining. So what kind of correction? Something that's intolerable. Bonker, remote cow. Remote cow is just easier to do. Next. BK donated $2. Oh. Says, I like dogs. Dogs are cool. I've got two. Double cool. Nice. Awesome. Thanks, BK. Melinda, welcome to our side of town, guys. Sorry about the humidity, Joelle. It's all good. I'll take it over 10 degrees. Yeah, it's all good. Monoxide. Hey, guys, just soaking up the knowledge. Thanks for all you do. Oh, you're welcome. Love sharing the knowledge. Pete Ju, thanks for the show. It helps a lot. I'm going to take care of the decreted dog. Awesome. Take care, Pete Ju. Sandra, as a gentle leader, snoot loop, good for anything besides a bookmark? Serious question. Um, snoot loop. I like that. Yeah, that's just, it's very similar. So gentle leaders work. We just don't use them. So, I mean, there's a couple of different brands of them. Like there's the, there's the Halty gentle leader. We just don't use them. So, yeah, they can be effective on many dogs, many, many dogs. So, I mean, I'm not anti anti them. It's just like. But, I mean, if it helps the owner and it helps the dog, I would say keep using it. But if you want to use it for a bookmark, you can do that too. Next. Um, Russ, hey, guys. Enjoy the Florida sun. Thank you. Sorry, Russ. I'm just like, I was still an hour. What's that? Do you want to do this last one? Yeah, let's do the last one. Wanda. Have you used Bart Collar? He laughed. Mini e-collar, five seconds. He laughed more. And now the boss equals good for about five minutes and back barking. Skype? I don't want you to spend money yet, Wanda. How about a bonker? But also, what's going on in the rest of the day? What's the rest of the day look like? Dogs like, sounds like you got a pushy, snotty dog. What's the rest of the day with this dog look like? So, but don't spend money yet. Try the bonker. No, and then bonk. <clears throat> Next. Jokeru says hello. Hey, hello, Jokeru. Um, Sandra, okay, I have several from previous dogs and wondered if I should try again with a new pet. Yeah, try it. See if it works. Next. Sarah, hey guys, just found you before adopting a two year old rescue pity. Your advice had been amazing. However, she's extremely timid. She's terrified of the crate. How to get her in without her shaking, resisting? You can't put her in. Well, as far as resisting, just do repetitions, just like leash pressure, just leash pressure, kennel up, leash pressure. Um, and then watch my watch my creating protocol video and then waiting by default to, to come out and then kennel up and then same thing. Turn into an obedience command. A lot of times we practice sit, down, place, recall, healing, dozens and dozens of times, hundreds of times. We usually only kennel up our dogs when we leave the house. Next. Um. Bo Boatner, you recommend using dogs kibble to train just regular treats if dog is on a raw diet? Um, they make they make some dehydrated raw treats. You can also dehydrate your own. Yes. Uh, BK donated another $2. Says walking your dogs is therapy. It absolutely is. Sure is. Unless it sucks and then it's stressful. Right. 
Mike, Super Bowl tomorrow, about 15 people coming over, hoping the place command works when she has plenty of distractions. She tries to force belly scratching from guests to see who will do it. So you absolutely can do that. It doesn't sound like your dog is nervous in place. So have some fun. Uh, but I was going to say, if your dog is nervous around strangers, Super Bowl Sunday is not the time to test it because there's a lot of usually alcohol concerns consumed. Um, also, it's a, a lot, there's a lot of drunk, angry people on the Super Bowl. So a lot of, a lot of, a lot of violence happens on Super Bowl Sunday. So let's be just super cautious about 50, any of those 15 people that get stupid. Make sure your dog is out of there. Next. Um, Mike donated $5. He said, long overdue, five bucks. Have a nice date night. Mike, that was fantastic. Thank you. We actually went to Rosalina's this week. We, we went to, um, uh, Greg at do what do DIY music biz donated $50 for what? What did you get? My birthday present. And then, uh, we use the rest of the bill, the rest of the bill we use for super chat money. Rosalina's I put it on, um, I put it on Instagram next. Um, dirty sock says, Hey guys, thanks for your passion. You're welcome. Shana. If they don't love Angelo, they should not only be blocked from your channel, but blocked from YouTube entirely. Well, I can't do that, man. Some people just don't like start a petition. Damn Some it. people don't like kids, let alone just really awesome kids. I don't like kids, but I love Angelo. I know. Mike. No, she's not nervous around strangers, but I will keep that in mind. Okay. Good. Mike. Next. Um, Jay Wynn, any tips on getting the dog in a calm state of mind? Yeah. Duration work and remote collar. Everything we do, like when you see these dogs that are on place for long periods of time, they're not exhausted. They're not lazy. They're not shut down. But we've got them in a calm state of mind because we work on duration so much. Most people let their dogs just free roam around their house, which, I mean, I, I don't do that. I just don't see the educational moments in that when you can be working on a lot of other stuff like calm state of mind. Next. Um, Brazil, Sam, Jessica. Hello, my friend. I'm from Brazil. My English is not very good. So, Jessica, you're full of shit. Okay? My my Portuguese isn't good. But everybody that's from a foreign country always says that. And your English is better than my English. And I don't, and I don't speak your <laughs> native language. And English is my native language. I spent a lot of time in Germany. Um, and... It's just so wonderful when you meet people that are like, oh, you speak English because they want to practice. Now it's mandatory in like third grade on. And they're like, oh, but they'll, have, they'll have a one-hour conversation with you, and then they'll apologize for their English. And I'm like, man, you're better spoken than I am. You're better spoken than I am. So a lot of multilingual people around the world, um, us Americans, tend to not be, though, which is sort of sad. Next. Um. I don't even know where I am. Mike, I mean, she's not nervous around guests. She just wants the belly rub. I got it. So, yeah. So, let the dog have some belly rubs. Next. Mario. Hello, guys. You forgot to tilt the picture behind you. Mario, this is- Yeah, we should have. This is a rental property, man. We ain't touching anything. That's been funny. We we rented an Airbnb down in Florida. This thing's great. Yeah. It's There's a whole wing of the house that we're not even using. I took over both bathrooms. Yeah, but she took over both bathrooms. It's like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> well, I got a lock on my door, thank God. Uh, Next. Um, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Um, Sebastian, would a prong be too much for a five-month-old? My gut says no. No, it's fine. Next. Um, Brazil sent you peace signs, clap hands, and a smiley face. Thanks, Brazil. <laughs> 
Holly, thanks for everything. Always appreciate all your insight and guidance. You're welcome, Holly. Hope you're doing well in Phoenix. Bitless Equestrian, do you recommend a GSD to a person that knows what they're doing and everything? Looking into getting a GSD, I've been working with dogs for three years. Yeah, but it all depends. There's a lot of fucked up German Shepherds right now. There's a lot of messed up German Shepherds. So you got you got German Shepherds that are you've got German Shepherds out there that are not quite put together mentally. Then you've got a bunch of German Shepherds that are not quite put together physically. And then you got a combination of the both. So, and then you got some that they're just they're they're depends what you're looking for. If you're looking for a driving dog, so look around. It's one of the one of the bigger breeds that we're seeing that are just that people struggle with. Next. Um, Sebastian, you've given me so much confidence, forever grateful for the education. Hope to see you guys at a seminar someday. Mike. Oh, take care, Sebastian. I love you. I'll see you soon. I was just reading Mike's question next. Um, Sebastian. Yeah. Go to Jeff Seminars.com. It'll be awesome to see you. God, we have so many super fans at this seminar. I know. I know. It's, cool. this is great. This is great. Thanks. All right. Um, Mike, my seven-year-old is watching. He wants to know what's a fun trick we can teach our GSC. Um, Mike, do me a favor. Email me, Jeff at Solid Canine Training. Jeff. Oh, no, I don't have the code for that. Go to CoolDogTricks, CoolDogTricks.com. It's $20. If you type in girl, G-I-R-L, or Kira, K-Y-R-A, it gives you 25% off. It's 15 bucks. And there's a dozen a dozen tricks there that you can learn. Now, if you don't want to do that, you can go on to YouTube and you can look up trick training. So let's start with paw. Seven-year-old, let's start with paw. Let's start with high five. Those are going to be your easier ones. Do that. You can also do sit pretty. Let's try that one. And then... Um, you can also do rollover. Rollover is a little bit more complicated for some dogs, but so high five and, um, paw, you start doing spin. You can start doing that. Um, start with that. Next. Bitless equestrian. Everyone I know says they're too much to handle GSCs. Well, I've got four of them. I don't think they're too much to handle. Mm-mm. Next. BK, is hair loss around the neck normal for prongs? Golden retriever, if it matters. Um, I don't say it's normal, but I see it. Next. Samantha, the place command has been a game changer for life inside of our house. I tell everyone to check out your videos and teach place. When you can tell your dog to place on its bed while you eat, it's awesome. Yeah, place has got so many, so many benefits to it. It's. I'm glad you discovered it. Next. That's it. That's it. Guys, it's over an hour today. We're pretty exhausted. It's been a long week, week, a long couple of days. But feels we, like a week. Feels like a week. <laughs> I know. Um, we'll be back Monday night. Linda will be on the show. We do Monday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We get in around midnight, Sunday night. You got Monday off, right? I got to be. We're doing the gym on Monday, though, right? We'll see. We'll see. It's my one day off, and I got to get all these photos up. Oh, so. That's true. That's true. I don't know. We'll figure it out. A lot to do. Yeah, we'll figure it out. All right. So, guys, we're going to end the show right now. If we didn't get to your questions, I apologize. It's been a long. It's been a long day. We try to getting a show done on the road can be a little bit challenging because of the exhaustion level. Um, I want to thank everybody for jumping in. Don't forget Jeff Gelman seminars. You can go to it. We'll be in Seattle next weekend. So we'll be in Seattle next weekend, um, and then I'll be out in LA. 
the week after that for another seminar series that I do with my buddy Sean O'Shea and um, uh, Victoria Smith. From Sean is from um, The Good Dog, and Tori Smith is from Take the Lead Canine Training. It's a one-week-long seminar. Did I tell you I'm flying out there with um, with Angelo and Romy? Yeah, I'm going to drop them off at my folks' house. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. Little Angelo on a plane. should be interesting. Mm. Yeah. I think he's been – has he flown before? Yeah, he's flown before. Yeah, he's flown before. So it should be um, it should be a lot of fun. And, again, if you want to see the day-to-day nonsense that goes on, Instagram is the where is where to do it. So day-to-day stuff is Instagram, um, YouTube. We put up about two to three posts a day. Facebook, about two to three posts. Instagram between IG stories. Make sure you do I oh shit, we didn't do AMA. Fuck. We ain't doing it tonight. So jeez. <laughs> shit. We should have done it Friday. Yeah. We should have done it at the airport. We can do it tomorrow at the airport. If we get there on time. <laughs> we'll be fine. Yeah. We're going to be racing from the seminar to the airport. Um, But anyway, guys, thank you guys so much. Madly in love with all of you. You're all very, very special. I appreciate all of you. Um, Thanks for, thanks for checking in. It's just, it's just, it's just awesome that so many of you are doing the work and that we can be so helpful. All right. Love you guys. Take care.